It's time for another episode of Pediatric Specialty Care Spotlight, the podcast series presented by Shriners Hospitals for Children Chicago, where hope and healing meet. Here's Melanie Cole. Valid and reliable measures are so important in the evaluation of clinical functioning and management and research interventions for children with spinal cord injuries. Here to tell us about that today and quality of life is my guest, Dr. Kathy Zabracki. She's the Chief of Psychology at Shriners Hospital for Children in Chicago. Dr. Zabracki, such a pleasure to have you on. Tell us what is quality of life and health-related quality of life? Why is that important? Quality of life Um, according to the World Health Organization, is really defined as the individual's perception of their life. And it could be in reference to their culture, their value value systems um, in which they live, their relationship with their personal goals. Health-related quality of life is specific to um, their perceived physical health, their mental health, their social health and social functioning, and their emotional functioning over time. Health-related quality of life is particularly important in children with any sort of chronic condition or physical disability. So while it's not always feasible or fair to compare the health-related quality of life for children and adolescents with mobility impairments, spinal cord injury and the like, with children that don't have those things, what are the main things that you're looking for when you study quality of life? And, and how do you compare and contrast those two things? You're right. You can't compare on a measure of health-related quality of life with a child without a chronic condition or physical disability with somebody who does. And the reason for that is because their daily life is different. For example, a child with a spinal cord injury might have some difficulties with activities of daily living. They might need more help going to the bathroom. They might need help getting dressed, whereas a child without that mobility issue will not. So it's not as important to the child without a disability as it is to the child with a disability. So it's really important when looking at health-related quality of life to understand the specific condition or disease and how, and the different domains it impacts on that child's day-to-day life. So when you're studying pediatric quality of life, tell us about what you are looking for and, and how this is studied. Just tell us how this all works. So with pediatrics, it's particularly challenging because in general, children with or without a chronic condition are changing. A child at the age of two is very much different than a child at the age of 12 and 15. So we have to adjust for those developmental stages, those um, meaningful aspects of their life, like such as friendships will become stronger and as they're older than when they're younger. So we have to take that into consideration, but then we also have to take into consideration the child's physical condition. So a spinal cord injury will also change over time. There are certain aspects that might be more relevant at younger ages and in older ages. So when you're looking at a health-related quality of life, you're really looking at everything that a typical developing child experiences, but also everything in that context with living with a, with living with a spinal cord injury. So until recently, there were very few measures appropriate for measuring outcomes in youth and emerging adults with spinal cord injury. Tell us a little bit about the aim of your studies to develop and validate these kind of specific pediatric protocols and speak about some of the psychosocial aspects of what you're seeing. So there is a pediatric quality of life measure, um, and it's been validated in children in the general population. And then there's other 
versions that have been validated with children with other chronic illnesses and diseases, but not with spinal cord injury. And one of the main concerns that we had and the reason we started this study is in the general quality of life measure, the first few questions ask, how hard is it for you to walk uh, around the block? Or how hard is it for you to keep up with your friends? And right away, children with a spinal cord injury, they're not exactly sure how to respond. Are they responding, one, they can't walk, so the answer is either very hard, or are they responding, well, I can keep up with them, but it's in my wheelchair. So it's very confusing, and it's not really a good assessment of what is going on with these children. So we, the purpose of this study is to develop um, a quality of life measure that is specific to children and young adults um, with spinal cord injury. And our range goes from age 2 up to age 25, again, because there's such variation in developmental needs and areas of functioning and domains that are so important. Um, we're looking at a self-report measure, so ages 5 through 25 will be able to complete the measure on their own. There's a parent measure for that for those age groups, and then there's also going to be a parent measure alone for ages 2 through 4, just because children at those ages um, will have more trouble reading or aren't, aren't reading at that level yet. Tell us a little bit about psychosocial and about, I mean, you're a psychologist. How do you measure or evaluate quality of life and health-related quality of life when it comes to mental health of children with mobility impairment? So excellent question. So we ask questions in general about do these areas bother you? And if so, at what level do they bother you? One example that's relevant to psychosocial health would be pain. People with spinal cord injury can experience pain. Some may be able to tolerate pain and move on and continue participating, whereas others aren't able to, and they're not able to do things that they should be doing. Um, the job of a child is to participate in school, to participate in social activities, to gain skills that are eventually going to help them have a successful career in the future, live independently, and so forth. So we're really looking at participation. We're looking at how people are able, how children are able to be in the community and then how that impacts their mental health. So if they want to participate in a sport, they should be able to, and that develops extra skills. Maybe they're not a sports person and they want to do art, but if their spinal cord injury or environmental factors aren't enabling them to do that, well, then that will increase anxiety. That'll increase um, feelings of sadness, can increase depressive mood disorders, and so forth. How is this information and your studies helpful to patients and their families. What would you like them to take away from the importance? Because as a parent, we all want our children to have a good quality of life and a good health quality of life. So what would you like them to take away from this study about how important it is that these things are able to be evaluated and measured? I think two things would be the take-home measures would be, one is that Parents and children are going to have different opinions about what is most important for their child or for themselves. We have sections about worrying, and a child may be worrying about things that a parent may not be worrying and vice versa. So I think that needs to be brought out into the conversation and discussion with your medical provider. There's also the importance that, yes, we are worried about mental health and we are worried about increasing depression and anxiety, but we also need to be mindful of how strong and how resilient our children and families are, and to see how we can even strengthen and push other children who might be struggling into becoming more resilient and strong, even though they're facing all these obstacles. Our kids are doing wonderfully well. 
Um, and it's important to also monitor that change over time because there's going to be periods of time where things are going to be a little bit harder. For example, during adolescence, we see an increase in anxiety and depression. Um, but then that resolves. So I think we just need to be mindful of developmental time frames. We need to be mindful of the difference in parents' expectations and children's expectations. And we need to just have an open conversation with medical providers to make sure that we're all moving in the right direction. And that's to improve the child's quality of life and overall well-being. So important. Really so important, the work that you're doing. Dr. Zabraki, thank you so much for joining us. That wraps up another episode of Pediatric Specialty Care Spotlight with Shriners Hospitals for Children in Chicago. Head on over to our website at ShrinersChicago.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast as interesting as I did, please share on your social media, share with friends and family, because that's how we all learn from the experts at Shriners Hospitals for Children in Chicago together. And don't miss all the other interesting podcasts in our library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.